from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by our producer extraordinaire from Houston, Texas. We have Jeff Williams. Flash photography, it doesn't matter what I say because I'm going to forget the lines anyway. (laughs) From Cincinnati, Ohio, our Judette, Andy Clark. Chris, can you grab my Lysol wipe? (laughs) (laughs) That's just funny and wrong at the same time. From Buffalo, New York, we have Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're not allowed out of their house. What do they know? And from across the pond, joining us today, we have a very excited, uh, for one reason, which we'll get to later on, uh, in Glasgow, uh, Scotland, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, but we yeah. have a lot of good ideas for things that you need to watch. Yes. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Yep. <laughs> you, know, you are. Uh, you jump in the gun, Chuck. <laughs> well, he's the one that's calling us names. This is true, but before <laughs> we uh, let him get back to calling us names, let's have a word from our sponsors. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory okay so ladies and gentlemen um obviously these are uh, very uh, different times if you would have uh, talked to us two weeks ago we would have said you're crazy but you know life is what it is right now um we figure we we need to talk about it, but we don't want to bring anybody down because, you know, it's just 
we're all kind of in the same boat, just dealing with some really hard circumstances now. So while we are all in self-quarantine and kind of just dealing with the uh, quote-unquote new normal, today we wanted to talk about how we could use Disney in our lives to kind of just give us a bit of a diversion and kind of just uh, take us back to our happy place, even though we can't visit our happy place now. Kind of just basically um, learn to deal with things in a positive spin and maybe uh, have a little bit of fate, trust, and pixie dust in the uh, meantime. So... um, We'll go around. We'll go around the group and just uh, see how everybody else is dealing with that. We're gonna save Stephen for last, and I, you'll understand why as time goes on. But Chuck, let me ask you: um, with everything going on, what has been a way that uh, Disney's been a diversion for you? So there's really been two ways um, over the last couple of weeks. So while um, my business was still having us come in the biggest portion of my job was to try to stay abreast of the situations um with the news media because i'm in a i'm in a place that i can watch and listen to the news and report as needed that was extremely heavy for the better part of those two weeks so i would utilize youtube um a bunch of different apps, whether it be uh, Subsonic Radio or Magical Mouse Radio, and I would listen to music from Walt Disney World while I was at work. Um, it's not something that really takes a lot of effort or really takes a lot of attention, but it still afforded me the opportunity to, and I will use this word often, um, escape the present reality while still dealing with the present reality. Um, and you know what? It, it it was relaxing. It was calming. It brought me to a warmer place because um, up until yesterday, it, it's actually only 40 degrees right now. Um, today's low was 33. So it brought me to a warmer place. It brought me to a happier place and it took my mind off of things. In the last couple of days, six or seven days, whatever I'm on right now. Um, I have never used Disney Plus more, and I have not used YouTube to watch in-park videos of nothing from years ago more than I have in the last week. It it takes you out of the the present reality. Um, it, it's escapism. So utilizing those two things over the last two weeks has been completely... Um, necessary to draw myself out of reality and bring myself to a a happier, better place. Excellent. Uh, Annie, what about you? Well, uh, I decided to write down some ideas. Well, write down, type, I suppose. Some ideas about how you can kind of bring Disney magic to being at home. Um, I'm good at that. I haven't been to the parks in a while. So, um, First of all, uh, I want to point out that you can take pictures of squirrels and ducks at like a regular park also. 
So <laughs> definitely point. go for that. I do it all the time. It's just as fun, really. So uh, <laughs> that's one thing. Definitely try to get out of the house. Um, another thing is, uh, let's see. I'm going to save some of these for the later discussion, Dave. But um, another good thing is if you're wanting to cook at home, you can find tons of like Disney recipes online. Have you guys ever done that? And, like, well, I uh, make I make Tonga toast for my uh, family every Christmas morning. Nice. I make pog juice. Nice. Nice. See, you can do lots of like copycat recipe stuff. So you can try to evoke a mood, right, without being at the park. So it feels like a little parky at your home. Plus, it's fun to cook right now if you know you're home and killing time. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Did Pixar just uh, released that, uh, I guess, video uh, picture form of the the cookie cookie num num <laughs> recipe. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Any reason to have you say cookie cookie num num or whatever again? It's great. <laughs> um, another great thing is the parks music. There's tons of like park music radios you can find. Reedy Creek Radio is one that I personally like but also i use spotify if you just search disney parks you can find tons of playlists and not just like your typical disney parks album stuff like a lot of times people have gone and taken time to look up the actual like background music that can be found on spotify so it's really kind of nice when you're like walking running or just around the house or whatever to have this sort of like ambient background music from i mean i'm sure most of us have listened to parks background music so you already know but <laughs> just saying it's great and another thing i particularly love is there's this great i mean you can listen to any tiki music there's a great tiki i want to say epcot explorer made it but i could be wrong about that um tiki music playlist on pandora called the sounds of tiki but like i said any tiki music will do that one is great if you use pandora but i particularly like to listen to tiki music while i'm gardening and then i feel like i am like gardening in hawaii or something like that it's very indulgent so i highly recommend listening to tiki music outside if you want to feel like you're like laying by the pool at the polynesian it totally works tricks your brain um, let's see. I think that's about it on my little listy here. Oh, yeah. And of course, there was that cool thing with like Yeehaw Bob was broadcasting live. There's tons of like artists and stuff. So any like Disney artists to like try to look up and see if they're doing live stuff. I'm sure there will be more of it. <clears throat> There's lots of cool like live broadcasts happening. So I think that's it. Very cool. Beautiful. Uh, Jeff, before I go to you, do you mind <laughs> if I go first? Go for it. All right. Well, uh, what if you said yes? <laughs> I would have, def- yes. I would have uh, acquiesced I to mind. his demands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't wish want I re- Dave acquiescing. I, re- I wish I remembered that whole exchange with the word acquiesce that uh, Elizabeth Snow and uh, Barbosa have in uh, the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. But I can't at the moment, so. But that would have been so great to come up with that line. So, well, that yeah. can be a quarantine project for you. You can rewatch Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, that was actually, Freshen well, up. 
I was actually going to. Um, that's going to lead me. In, well, that's going to lead me into uh, one of the things that I did last week. So, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if you call it that I had the uh, fortune or misfortune of being on vacation all last week. Uh, last week for Central Florida was spring break, and. Um, I had a uh, special lady in my life from up north that was coming down to see me, and I was planning to make a Mrs. Mag- Claus. I thought, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what that's what she'll call her because let's just let's just say her presence in my life is a gift. So, with that said, I was planning. I thought this you were going to say she was going to bring cookies <laughs> and milk. <laughs> there are so many places I can go with this. I'm just gonna take the I'm high just road. I'm muting my microphone. I'm not going down this road. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna take the high road and continue on. But long story short, I was planning to um, basically take this week and, uh, well, last week now, and make a really magical trip for her to uh, the parks because she hasn't been for over five years and. I was basically planning to treat her like the princess that she that she is, and obviously uh, last Thursday night I had to call her, and actually well, two weeks ago now I had to call her with the bad news that they were closing the parks. I called her at the worst time because as I called her with the news, she was uh, actually for the for the um, trip, she was in the middle of getting a bikini wax, so. That was uh, not the great. That was not the greatest thing at the moment. So my timing is impeccable. Still no cookies. <laughs> Again, I'm not. I'm not touching this one. So, long story <laughs> short, I or that one. I had the whole idea of. I had the whole idea of treating this girl like the princess she is. Disney princesses were on my mind, so I'm like, you know. It might be interesting to look at the evolution of the Disney princess. So I took the entire week and I watched uh, three Disney princess movies a day in the order that they were released. So I started with Snow White and went all the way to Moana. And just kind of just... Can I, can I interject? Sure. D- does this include sequels or just... No sequels. First. Except okay. for Frozen 2, which I finished off with. Okay. Yes. Acceptable. Yeah. Just None wondering. of that, like, Ariel's Beginning or Mulan 2 or any yeah. of that. I've been forced to watch a lot of those, is why I ask. Let me put it to you this way. I'm kind of... I, I, I saw the Little Mermaid sequels in the past because I was curious, and then I regretted it. But part of me is still a little... Um, I think the Pocahontas sequels, I'm kind of... I'm kind of curious to see if there actually if there's actually a uh, happy uh, ending to Pocahontas' story. So maybe I mean, they're kind of they're kind of good bad in their own way. The sequels. Maybe maybe I mostly will. mostly bad bad. Maybe maybe I, maybe I will if time. I mean, I I start I started this week going. Probably got a few weeks to, left here, so. Yeah. Well, I started going into uh, <laughs> e teaching this week, so it's a whole new ball game with that. So learning about that that's going to take up most of my time. But I think when I do need a diversion, I think I might just uh, pick that one up. But what I found really interesting about the whole evolution of the Disney princess 
is you start off with Snow White and the story just goes right from the first scene. There's absolutely no character development in that movie because it was the first full-length animation. They had to just basically tell the story really quick and it just it doesn't drag whatsoever. It starts off with it starts off with the evil queen and it just there's no there's no um, I guess there I guess there's no frilly stuff in those movies. Whereas, you know, Frozen stretches everything out and you have a very complex plot and as time goes on, you see how the plots kinda just get a little bit more uh, involved uh, between uh, the Little Mermaid and Aladdin and then you know Beauty right. and the Beast has uh, you know and you start to see you start to see some of the uh, flaws in some of the movies as time goes on and you also as time goes on too you also start to get a really uh, good uh, appreciation of the animation and just watching Beauty and the Beast you see, okay, well, why was this so Oscar-worthy and all that? And just, you know, kind of just seeing the way the animation is and the vivid colors of it and everything. It's like, okay, between that and the story and the music, okay, I understand now why this was so, this was so critically acclaimed when it came out and stuff like that. So that's been a, uh, well, I got nothing else to do. I had absolutely no work because the day before we closed was the end of my uh, third quarter, so I handed in all my grades. So I didn't even have anything to grade. So I basically had nothing to do at all. So that was one way that I found it, um, found to uh, keep Disney alive. Uh, another thing I think I'm going to do is I think there are a couple of uh, Disney influencers that I found to be really entertaining. And um, I'm not. Oh, expecting... stop! You make me. You make me blush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. Expe- I'm not expecting to hear back from some of them because I'm sure they get inundated with messages. But I think at some point this week, I'm gonna take a little bit of a time and just kind of just send them a message. Hey, listen, I really enjoy your content. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing it to us and everything. It's kind of just let those people know that they're appreciated and they kind of j- and how important they are to the community and everything. Like I said, I'm not expecting to hear back, but I kind of feel that uh, that attitude of, that attitude of gratitude might be kind of good for the soul in that way and kind of a nice little uh, way of making some magic, you know. Will they read it? Who knows? You know, it might get lost in the shuffle, but, you know, letting somebody else know they're appreciated, it's uh, definitely... Um, a way of spreading some pixie dust on that way uh, I also on uh, on uh, Saturday night uh, my roommate and I uh, ended up uh, watching uh, Equity Ben doing his uh, stand up on um, on his Instagram he live streamed it and he had a couple shows that were going to be uh, performed in the town of Windermere behind the Magic Kingdom and he unfortunately had to cancel, so... Can just... you uh, fill people in who Equity Ben is? Okay, <clears throat> so Equity Ben, for those of you who don't know, he is one of the historians. Um, well, he's he plays one of the historians in uh, the Frozen sing-along show. 
He has a very big fan following on Instagram at Equity Ben. Uh, he's very good at ad libbing, and actually, some of the female counterparts that he works with in the show also are very good with the ad libbing. So they kind of the historians really make the show on there, and they kind of they kind of make jokes that are most current. I mean, obviously, they didn't make any coronavirus jokes for in the last couple weeks, but they kind of just really keep that show. Uh, always changing and everything and just uh, a magical experience and he um, basically uh, so many people in the Disney community follow Equity Ben and what he does is he uh, posts on Instagram if he's working that day he posts the uh, shows that he's performing in the times uh, it's usually he he works uh there's usually he usually works a half a day in terms of the schedule of the of the performances. Maybe if he's not, he there might be one team doing the morning performances, and then there's another team for the second shift doing the uh, mid afternoon to evening performances and everything. So he'll list every show that he's performing in. So if you are at the Hollywood Studios and you do follow his Instagram. If you want to go see him perform, you can say, okay, well, I'm going to go to the 430 Frozen show because Ben's performing on there. So he also, in uh, his non-cast member life, he uh, is a stand-up comedian, and he decided to uh, stream his uh, show that he was that he was doing at a uh, local, um, I guess, community center. He sold tickets and everything to this uh, stand-up show. He had obviously canceled the show based on the whole um, social distancing thing because he saw it was at that time it was still at 50 people that they we had to uh, social distance with. Uh, he had 150 50 tickets sold, so he ended up having to cancel his show and he decided to uh, give some people a diversion. He would actually uh, stream the show on his uh, Instagram. And uh, since he ended up losing some money on that because he had to give all um, refunds, I went on afterwards. He had a little donate button in there to kind of help him cover expenses of having to cancel the show. So I sent them a little donation as a, as a thank you for uh, perfor performing for everybody and streaming it out to the uh, general public on that. So that's how I've been keeping the magic alive. What about you, Jeff? Uh, so I, I took it upon myself. I'm a, speaking of historian. I'm, uh, I guess a, a nice term for it is I'm an archivist, <laughs> which means I guess I'm a hoarder. Um, basically, you're a what? <laughs> I'm a hoarder. Oh, <laughs> there. Okay. Okay. Never mind. So, I yeah, I have uh, 20 years of videos and I don't know crazy amounts of tapes. Um, uh, backlogged, so I'm kind of taking it upon myself to start uh, going through those and just uh, seeing what I've got. Um, but I, I began on the digital side of the spectrum because that's the easiest accessible. I, I did get a lot of that stuff put on the cloud, and I'm so bad. Uh, you know, I'd make the worst, the world's worst vlogger because I, I can create the content. I just can't do anything with the content. <laughs> so. 
uh, I was sending some to my friend Tim, and he was just laughing his butt off. I mean, I guess there's some good stuff out there. I just don't, I just don't know. I guess it's just need to start organizing it and what to do with it. But what it has helped me do is kind of review what I have done at, at uh, in the parks, and I've done it. We've done a whole heck of a lot. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm just the guy that always just pushes the record button and just goes. Um, so. I, I could spend probably a whole year of just watching all of our old footage uh, of going to the theme parks and when the kids were little and and just so much footage out there. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been in kind of just giggling at all the old footage uh, that we already have. So um, then the other thing that, that uh, just happened kind of, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it just it just happened kind of organically. Uh, all the people creating the really creative um, uh, ride-through videos at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the one of the ones was a, a kid. Uh, he just basically puts his socked feet up on the in front of the uh, laptop, and then he plays a video of Soren. You know, I mean, those kind of things that just crack me up. And just they're getting really, really good. And so I'm sure you could find tons of them out there, but. Very creative, but that that's that's really fun for me. Awesome. All right, well, Stephen, um, my uh, American counterparts, please uh, excuse me as I say we save the best for last. Last, <laughs> <laughs> we save the best Thank for you. last. But Stephen. How are you keeping the magic alive? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite crazy over here just now. Uh, I mean, obviously, our Mother's Day is a wee bit different to our, yours. So ours was this weekend, and nobody but to go and see your mum and stuff like that. And Mother's Day is a, that's a wee bit crazy. And as of today... Oh, so Mother's Day was, lo- this, was this weekend for you guys? Yeah, uh, it was the 23rd. Okay. So uh, I would just to make a phone call rather than actually go and see my mum. It was a wee bit different to other Mother's Days so but again it's, it's keeping everybody safe you know mm-hmm. uh, as of today we've been in a lockdown as well so nobody's really allowed out to do anything apart from buy food and uh, pharmacy stuff and if it's a key job that you've actually got so on that saying as of the 24th of March Disney Plus arrived in the UK so I'm so excited for that to come on. Uh, they've been, it's been such a long while since you guys have got it over in the America. That I'm surprised it took so long me, to, for it to come. To well, this, this is it. I'm surprised as well. I mean, it, it's dropping in a few European countries over here uh, as of today. So uh, it'll be really good to, to get it on because... I don't subscribe to anything else, so that's the first really subscription thing I've actually got. So I've not got Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. So uh, when that comes on, it will be on a hell of a lot. I'm still working at home, but uh, in the background, I'm sure Disney Plus will be carrying on uh, 24-7. So there's plenty of things, obviously, because although we grew up with the, the Disney Channel, it was a, a premium channel when we were growing up, and satellite was sort of... In the early stages, so there's a lot of things that you got uh, maybe growing up that we totally missed because it's an American company, it's an American channel. We had their own 
So, uh, it was premium for us too, here. by the way. Aye, but with satellite just coming out, obviously a lot of times you had cable rather than uh, the satellite beforehand. So uh, there's a lot of things that obviously I've missed. And obviously you're talking about Boy Meets World and stuff like that. We talked about that during the week. Mm-hmm. We totally missed that. You know, it's, and obviously when it comes out with Girls Meet the World, uh, we're sort of still a wee bit lost. Uh, in relation to what these series are, so to pick up on things like that, and obviously old, old films and old series, uh, it will be quite a, an eye opener, uh, especially the amount of content you actually see when they were uh, sort of introducing it to the UK over the, the last few months. Uh, so it's really going to be good. Uh, I can't wait for it to come on. I'm gonna, I think we joked about it during the week, but I think the first thing it's going to go on is going to be Tron. I was going to ask you, how how long is it going to be till that goes on? Uh, I think that will be the first thing I actually watch. I'm surprised Tron. it's not on now, to be completely yeah. honest with you. Tron and then Tron Legacy. Uh, so I'll watch the two of them, and then I'll, I'll watch the, the animated series as well. Then I might go into some Star Wars stuff. Uh because of the lockdown, I'm living with Jillian this week, so it's a wee bit sort of crazy. So I'm just thinking how long it's going to be before she turns me out uh, after I watched Tron for the third time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, there's a, as Jeff was saying, I mean, there's a lot of influencers out there as well. Obviously, they're they're putting their content out, you know, and it, it does bring you back to the parts. I mean, like ones like Resort TV one, you know. They're re- reliving like, parks and just wandering through the park. And it's good because I, mean, I know you've been that many times. I've been loads of times as well. But to actually just go behind the camera and follow them around, you know, even just walking around the Magic Kingdom or Disney Springs or something like that, it, it, it brings it back as if you're actually there, you know. Uh, all you need to do is make up a, a homemade dough whip. <laughs> it's... it's eat that while you're going along uh, but again you know you can see Twitter Twitterverse as well I mean Jeff just the amount of stuff that Jeff puts out on a daily basis on Twitter is unbelievable and <laughs> it's so funny you know I mean some of the things he just puts out is it's just pure random but I, I mean you see it coming through and you have a right chuckle to yourself because it is true some of the things he puts out pictures you know just comments uh, it's, but I think more and more folk because obviously the the parts have been shut down are sort of diversifying a wee bit, uh, and their creative sort of juices are actually coming to the fore. So things rather than obviously just going to the parks and shooting pictures and videos, folk are actually doing a lot different. And as Jeff was saying about the rides, I mean, it's been haunted mansion ones, there's been Everest ones. You know the soaring ones as well. It, it's so funny. Uh, you know, and it's just to keep folk interested because folk are as desperate to get back to the parks as we are to get right. back there as well. Uh, but I think it may still be a couple of months before they even talk about uh, opening again. Uh, just obviously because of the situation we're in. But I'm going in October. Uh, hopefully, things will have sort of calmed down a wee bit by then. Uh, and travel and get back to normal and I'll be able to go in October and the kids are meant to be going with their mum in the end of May 
but I think that's a bit too early for them. I think it'll be all cancelled, uh, and I'll have to rebook for later on. But uh, I just I'm holding out. 180 days is coming up on the fourth of April, so I'll be holding out for that to try and get the ADRs. Whether it actually comes about or not, it's a different matter. But you can see the countdown. I mean, obviously, what's been happening over the last few weeks here, uh, we totally missed our 200 day a day countdown, and we looked at it the other day. It was like 192 days to go. And says we totally missed the 200 days. It says obviously we've been counting down. You know, but that excited, but with everything that's going on, you sort of lose track of what day you're on. Right. So, uh, but I've got plenty of alarms set for my 180 days out, so I can do my ADRs. I'm not going to miss that, that's for sure. Especially nice. so many restaurants coming in, uh, the parks and new things as well, you know, so like Space 220 and uh, the Regal Eagle. And so there's things like that that uh, I want to go and try. But... It's a really odd time just now, uh, and it's a shame because everybody enjoys himself at Disney World and all the other Disney parks around the world, and I feel as if it's taken a lot of enjoyment out of of life, uh, especially when you maybe have to stay in, you know, and, and you are maybe quarantined because you're going through the the virus, but. Uh, that will not be long, hopefully, before everything's back in order. I do tell you that, um, not to really bring it on down, but this is just uh, put a little bit in perspective. Uh, I live very close to the uh, magic, as they say. Uh, you literally, down my street, you come off of my street, you make a left, and then you make a right, and you're in Disney World at the Hollywood Studios. And... Um, I've been avoiding I've I've been avoiding property because um, where I am sometimes it's just easier if I need to get somewhere in Orlando or I need to uh, get uh, to certain you know certain places that I go uh, some supermarkets or everything it's actually quicker if I cut through Disney property so I've been trying to avoid the idea of that and just kind of just ignoring the fact that it's even there by taking the long way around and everything if I have to get to Publix or something like that. But um, over the weekend, uh, didn't feel like cooking, so I was with my friends and uh, we uh, decided to get takeout. And it was a place on um, the County Road 192, which is basically... um, I was riding my horse uh, down that road once. Oh, yes. (laughs) So basically with that, um, I wasn't driving, and the driver decided to cut through Disney property after everything was closed. And let me tell you something. Going over the overpass and just looking down World Drive and seeing absolutely no traffic going from either way, it was the most eerie thing. It just really, it set me off to a point where... Uh, it was just, we all kind of looked at each other, and it was just, uh, yeah, totally unsettling. So, what we did to I'm bring a- the magic back after that was we came home and we turned on uh, a Spectral Magic YouTube presentation. Oh, perfect! Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> Steven, I have a question for you. Yes. And 
for anyone in general. So with Disney Plus releasing for you what is actually today, um, for those of us in America, it's still the 23rd, but for you, it's the 24th. <laughs> um, do you know, are there any major differences in the programming between what you will have and what we currently do have? No, I don't. I, not knowing what you've got in relation to tying up with what we've got, I don't really know. Uh, I know that uh, you get frozen too. I don't know if that will be dropping as early as it is with yourselves. Right. Uh, I know obviously they're talking about the 3rd or 4th of April for onward. Uh, okay. It might drop here, you know, mainly because obviously it was released here in the 6th of March. I think it was released there on the 6th of March as well. We saw a preview of the previous week. So not a lot of people have actually had a chance to see it. So what's the point of holding on to it? You know, I think obviously they may well try and you know hold on for a month to see if they get any digital downloads that way and then release it on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Or it may be a sort of drawer to bring, you know, oh, we've got this as well. Come and join, you know, and subscribe to the app. Uh I don't know. I think there will be stuff. I think there may be some obscure stuff, maybe older stuff that they won't put over here. Uh, but until I actually get a list of, of both sides and sort of knock one against each other, which I might actually do because since I've got plenty of time in my hands, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I won't actually know, you know, the difference. But hopefully, there'll not be too much of a difference. Okay. And the only reason I was asking, I, I don't know, but I wonder if some of those weird old 19, you know, 50s, yeah. the wonderful world of Disney items will be included on um, your Disney Plus. Like, will you be able to watch Davy Crockett, for instance? I can't imagine yeah. that you won't, but what about the holidays at Disneyland, wonderful world of Disney for or, uh, special? I think the iconic ones for like, David Crockett and stuff like that. I think they'll be on. Uh, well, that's one of the things that you need to watch. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know Tim, he raves about David Crockett left, right and centre every time he's on. You know, so uh, it's, it's definitely something I'll take a look at. Okay. That was my question. <laughs> yeah, I, speaking of uh, influencers, a friend of mine, uh, Peter um, Serretta, um, does slash film uh, web, uh, website and uh, they talked about it on slash film daily his podcast basically uh, it, if our new normal is going to be maybe less theater movies maybe even god forbid not even having theaters but in the least they're, they're, the movie studios are going to look at this and reevaluate what their budgets are, are like um, and they may have to switch gears and start budgeting for streaming only. Uh, so if you think about what Netflix and Amazon have done in the last few years, uh, they've rolled out these big budget movies, but I mean, big budget for Netflix, but not big budget for like a tentpole theater movie. Um, what if Disney switched gears and starts making scaled back uh, yeah, animated movies, is, I guess we're trying to say. Um, I don't know what that would look like, but I just got a feeling that would take a hit on the, the quality side of the spectrum. I yeah, I think it will. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, what they were saying is we'd only been out for like a fortnight before everything started closing. 
it says they might actually have to look at like sequels, you know, to other films as well, you know, and and as you say, it may well be what it used to be like as direct to video, you know, rather than a, a theatre release. And you, you remember what these were all like, you know, the the straight to video ones were pretty lame, you know, and the graphics and the, the drawing and animation was pretty ropey in some places. Uh, so it may well be that it will take a hit. They've got the characters there for sequels, you know, they've got the sort of programming and drawing for them. So mm-hmm. the basic idea is just bringing out a story because the computer should be able to handle new sort of movements and stuff like that pretty yeah. easily. It's just really right. the story that they have to bring together now. Yeah. True that. Which is a shame because I'd like going to the cinema and seeing stuff like that. It's it's still a big, big thing, you know. I mean, going to say to the kids who are going to the cinema, I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, they still love going to the cinema. You know, I mean, they've got YouTube, they've got, you know, all the streaming services, Amazon, Netflix, stuff like that. But they still love going to the cinema because it is an experience. Andy, did you did you make it out to see? I thought you you said you made it out to see Onward at the I theater. I did. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's it's like special now. <laughs> right. It was it was funny. We were the only people in the theater, and um, at the it didn't click with me at the moment because it was like Wednesday, so it was sort of before everything started getting really crazy. And uh, but somebody came in after the movie started and like wiped down all of the handrails. Like during the movie, wow! I remember thinking like, uh. <laughs> that's gonna be like a trivia question in the future. This is what was your last film you actually saw in a movie theater? Oh, that'd be oh so gosh. weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the movie. Yeah, the theater companies are basically broke. Um, so whether there's a government bailout or, or how that works out, you know, it's not, nothing to do with the actual studios that are creating the content. The actual theaters themselves are just kind of like they're, they're done unless somebody helps them out. But yeah, I mean, um, that, that's why you know, the food and the drinks, that's that expensive because they don't make a lot of money on the films that they're right. out. And they rely on folk buying their hot dogs at exorbitant prices and their, their yeah. drink and their wee packet of sweets you can get for a dollar or, a pound over here, and they're selling like for five dollars, five pound. You know, it's it's crazy because ideally, if they dropped the prices, folk would actually buy the stuff there, and right. it, it's a knock-on effect. You know, they'd actually make more money that way rather than the small percentage that actually do pay for things just off the cuff. Yeah, it's a tough one. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I guess. Yeah. I feel like it goes. I mean, that's all we—that's all any of us can do right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hold on. It's the uh, wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to bring it back. Oh my gosh. Hats and glasses. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else we could do. Well, on that note, let's go around and tell everybody where we could be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, can be found on Facebook at Dave Koch. I can also be found on um, Twitter at Figments Reality and Instagram at Figments Reality. Chuck, where are you? I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. Okay, Jeff, what about you? 
Uh, Twitter, Braindud92. Um, Instagram is just Braindu, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W. Annie? Uh, you can find me on any social media, DJ Phobe, DJ P-H-O-B. Okay, and Stephen? Yeah, you can get me on Facebook under Stephen Maxwell, or you can get me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, S-J-M Disney. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, just I want to leave you with one uh, final note. We're in this together. Keep smiling. Stay positive. Have a magical day. Listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.